Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life. And we'd like to thank everyone for just joining us today. Um, Angie is not able to be in the studio today. And there's a reason why Um, her family is going through a death in the family. And I want to play something for you so that you will know what's going on and that you will be able to pray for her family. Please pray for Angie, Mark, and their children and their family because this has hit them hard. Their um, relative, Lieutenant Sean, passed away. He was 38 years old and um, from cancer and he leaves beautiful children a beautiful wife and angie and and mark and and the their kids are just devastated so please pray for them keep them lifted up because we want them to know that we're behind them pulling for them and we're not going to leave them we're not going to let them down and so thank you so much again for joining the good news with angie austin and friends and i've got in the studio today my good friend donna hetzler of the jericho girls how you doing today? i'm doing great i'm glad to be with you amen yeah amen i'm glad you're with me too yeah hanging out we always have fun yes we do (laughs) yes we do and of course we have our good friends leslie and doug hi guys it's so good to see y'all Hey, how are you? Good, good, great. And, um, you know, just this is just a beautiful day. But I just wanted to share that with the audience because many times they don't know what's going on in our That's lives. That's right. They yep. really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes they'll, they'll call. I've had people to call me and to, to email me about the shows that I do here at Crawford Broadcasting. And they tell me about their lives, but they don't know what's going on in my life. Right. And so sometimes people need to know, Leslie, yeah. you know, what's going on in your life mm-hmm. so that we can lift you up. Mm. Yeah, big marital problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, know. <laughs> you know something, I don't see you two having any marital problems. I really don't because if y'all going to Cabo, Cabo. okay, going to Cabo and going to have a good time, I, I see y'all having a good time. But we're going to have a good time here today with the good news with Angie Austin and friends. Um, producer Dave has a clip about parenting tips, 10 parenting tips for new parents. Oh, well, I thought this was pretty cool because um, it's right in your wheelhouse, I think, for Mm -hmm. uh, Doug and Leslie. And then um, but kind of just in light of the whole thing that's going on with Angie's family, it's it's it all goes full circle, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the end. And this is the beginning of a whole Mm -hmm. beautiful thing. So um, this is kind of long. I just want to warn you guys, but it is worth it. So here you go. All right. So, you're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You're going to get a lot of advice. Ignore 90% of it. It's, it's worthless. Here's some good advice. Ten things I wish I knew before I became a parent. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Number ten. Everything you're doing is probably the best to somebody and the worst thing that you can possibly do to somebody else. So just do what works for you and don't get on the internet because you can Google anything and everybody has an opinion. You all know how to take care of them. Do not care one ounce what other people think about you. Bam. Yeah. Number nine. (laughs) Get on a schedule. Get on a schedule. 
get on a schedule if you want to live. Schedule is key to sleep. Schedule. Number eight. Everybody leaves this out. So parenting is hard. You can't. Sometimes you just can't handle it. Take just an hour. Go to grandma's. Drop the baby off. Go get some ice cream. Take a 20 minute nap. Make a date night once a week and don't skip it. Number seven. <gasps> this is important. Instead of having to like mold them to what you want. Discover who they are and let them let them be. Number six. Be prepared for the unexpected because it will happen. Like maybe the possibility of having twins. There is a chance that your baby could go flying down a hill and then roll out of her car seat onto the road, which may have happened. Number five. You've got to make the baby crib changing table car seat stroller two strollers actually bassinet that went into our room even though he had a crib in his own room and they're toys more crap he has his own room he's five pounds he has his own room right like, i don't have my own room number four you're going to look back and you're going to say i wish those times would come back so keep them don't give them all away they'll only wear it once but you'll keep it forever memories are the only thing that you have left doctor all this said and done. Number three. Be grateful for your kids. Be grateful! Things that you aren't prepared for can turn out to be good things in the end. Oh yeah, worth it. All the poop and snot and screaming and crying and fighting, worth it. All of it, totally worth it. I cherish every single minute. We would never have asked for the challenge, but we were so grateful for what she taught us. We're grateful every day for her life. The best thing that ever happened to us. Number two. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's gonna be okay. Some days you're just not gonna have a lot of patience, and that's okay. It really is all just spilled milk. The house can wait. All of the chores can wait. You have to remember that this is a massive change in your life, and you're gonna feel every emotion there is to feel. Those deep, deep, deep emotions on either side of the spectrum. Yeah. Number one. The one thing that you just, you can't understand, that you can't prepare for, that you're not gonna know until you experience it. All the love. Be prepared to love something more than you ever thought you could. Because, because you haven't. You haven't yet. And it will be the best thing that you've ever done in your whole life. Wow. Well, okay. okay yeah. <laughs> we we pass around Let's the Kleenex box. And, right. well, let's cry. It's a little emotional, but I think that a it's little? important to know that stuff. And, uh, wow. you know, and I, the one thing I got from it is uh, that I made the mistake of is I got rid of all the baby clothes. Okay. Oh, we gave yes. them out to other yeah. babies, which yeah. they needed them. And yes, that's what we should do. But yeah. there's a couple that I wish I had kept. So. Yeah. yeah, I saved yeah. a box or two of the little cutest cute. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Well, what spoke to me too? Two things. One of the the women said, um, "You're gonna look back and wish for those times to yes. come." And I yes. I talk with a lot of moms, single moms, and all of them are going, "If I can just get through this season, if I can just get through here," and they're looking forward so much that they're missing the right sure. now. And that is such a good piece of advice. You know, you're gonna look back wishing you had those moments of stress out and right. and all that and 
having them little again. So just enjoy the moment was mm-hmm. one that really stuck with me and that mm-hmm. I think young mothers struggle with. The other one is um, let them discover who they are, let them go. And I grew up with a very um, suffocating mom. She was one of those worried moms all the time. And mm-hmm. I feel like my sister and I never got to really discover who we were until later in life. And I really give kudos to the parents who just let kids make their choices and find their what their likes and dislikes and what have you. So let them go. But that's got to be a hard thing as a parent since I'm not a parent. See, I wasn't brave enough to do this. Mm-hmm. I said, it looks way too scary for me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I hear you. But you know, Donna, you're a parent in different ways. True. When you think about Jericho girls. Yes. You're a parent to some of those young women. I mean, you've got young women going to Africa. Right. And raising up. <laughs> Jericho girls in Africa, you had to mother that child in some way Mm. so that she could go over there and do that. So, and I would say to you, cherish those moments. Thank Mm. you. Because when you become a grandmother in the spirit, okay, Mm -hmm. check this out. Oh gosh, I'm a grandmother. When you become (laughs) a grandmother in the spirit, (laughs) okay, those children, those grandchildren are going to look back at you and say, that's Nana. Oh. right there that's oh. nana because nana started this over here when we, when we go to singapore uh-huh and that's right in new zealand that's right okay <laughs> and you raise up those jericho girls over there those grandchildren are going to look back and say this is nana Oh, this is, this is why I love hanging out with you. You so <laughs> encouraged me. No, you, you have to look at everything from a spiritual aspect. This is true. You really do. Mm-hmm. You know, now, Doug, what did you get out of this, out of these 10 the manly man tips. view. Can I go through yes. all 10? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I liked them all. No, I, th- I thought it was great. I th- the last point was really touching to me the most as far as touching my heart mm-hmm. because I think we really learn to love when we have kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We experience something so much different around that bond. We feel the bond. We feel the connection mm-hmm. in ways that are just uh, different that, and maybe a little bit like being a grandparent too, but mm-hmm. uh, they're very, very special. And it reminds me that love is special. Yes. And love needs to be cultivated. Love needs to be cherished. And love for our spouse needs to be cherished in the midst of all this spilled milk and all this chaos (laughs) and all this going on. uh, Let's not forget the married couple that needs to support each other and love each other through it so they can give their kids all these good things that were in those nine or ten offerings there. So That's actually what I was going to say, too. It's the love of your spouse that kind of brought that baby into the world. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of people lose focus of that as it can put a lot of strain on a relationship having a new baby. So, right. and I thought that was kind of where Doug and Leslie could guide well, us. And, and help we us. say it all the time that it really is the hardest life stage on marriage, hands down, because people just really don't know the gravity of what they're going to experience when they have children. And yes, it's incredibly <laughs> hard and, and beautiful in all of those things, but it, it shifts the whole culture of the home. Yes, it and does. You're, you're right, Dave, it can kind of like you can redirect so much of the love into the children mm-hmm. that you sometimes forget each other. And if you don't have each other, you don't have that in important bond and foundation for those kids so to continue to pour into each other and save some up for each other girl Um, you better preach on that right there okay (laughs) now now we're talking about 26 years of marriage my husband and I just recently went up to um, Breckenridge Mm -hmm. and it was just us we went up for a a weekend I I was trying to be slick okay because you know they have grand vacations up there and so I said, okay, baby, I'm, I'm going to pay the $99. We go up there, we do the, the preview, and then we get my $99 back. We ain't buying nothing. <laughs> Were you stuck you, all day? 
doing a timeshare or it what? It was about it was about three hours, I think oh, it was. Oh, not too bad. Okay. Yeah. And my husband purchased a timeshare for me. <gasps> he did for our twenty seventh right anniversary. Oh. But I, I'm sharing that to share this. Okay, we have forgotten how to treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, and just go away for a weekend. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a vacation for 25 of the 26 years mm. we've been married. No way. We went last October. We went to um, Kentucky mm -hmm. to visit our oldest son and his family. And that was the first vacation we had had wow. in all the years we had been married because we've been raising kids. That's right. You want to hear my prescription for marriage around getaways? Yes, ma'am. And it's something to aspire to because it can be a little bit like, who can do that? Mm -hmm. But a date night a week, a day a month, a week and a quarter, and a week a year together alone. Oh, Lord, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge. That's all I can hear. Challenge. But when you're aspiring to that and yes. getting those things on your calendar, then you really know that you're prioritizing each other and you have something to look forward to with each other. So Okay, give us that again. A date, a day. <laughs> a date night a week. Date night. A day a month just together. A weekend a quarter and a week a year just you too even aspiring to that even if you just do part of that you end up better off than where you started yep even if you can just do the vacation once a year and yes. go take an unplugged david and i do an unplugged every single year for our anniversary so that's no phones nice. no um mm -hmm. emails mm -hmm. no social media mm -hmm. and it's amazing because we work so closely together we're like oh we're together all the time anyway yeah, just thing. like the two of you but it's different because we're always talking work and business and mm -hmm. goals and what's our day look like mm -hmm. and when we go there we can just be and really reconnect and just you yeah. know get to know each other again how we like each other yes. and can just gel together and it isn't about all of the stuff of life because same yeah. for us you know we're constantly working and problem solving and parenting together mm -hmm. and goal setting and we work in private practice together but sometimes it just needs to be about us playing and having fun <laughs> and enjoying mm. each other yes and bring okay that, bring that energy back into the home right mm -hmm. come right back refreshed come back ready to right. go again I have a That's friend good. who used to travel with us, and she's got three kids, and she would always um, tell her littlest one, who was four at the time, who would say, Mama, why do you have to go on these vacations? Why? I'm going to miss you so much. And she said, because when I come back, I'm going to be a better mama to you. That's right. And okay. she like got that. She's like, okay, well, hurry back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now, I, I have a question for the youngin. Okay. Youngin, youngin? You know who you are, youngin. <laughs> youngin with okay. the youngin. Okay. Um, what do you and your wife do to keep the flames? You know, uh, we both focus. We've talked about this. All, at, first off, we talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that helps. Yeah. Um, and then we both focus. We make sure that we spend a small part of every day dedicated to each other. Okay. Um, we, I read a lot, and so we, like, lay in bed. This is some of my favorite times that I've ever had with my wife are the 20 minutes before we fall asleep at mm -hmm. night when it's just us laying in bed talking about anything really mm. um but then we also try to focus i think it's a lofty goal trying to get a day a week mm -hmm. a week and a quarter and a month or a <laughs> week a year or whatever mm -hmm. um but focusing on that kind of stuff i think is really important like this coming saturday we haven't had one in about 
maybe three weeks, but we're going to go on a special date night, just nice. the two of us. Okay. We get the kids somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we always try to focus whenever we do that because it's really easy to go, oh, we miss the kids. Let's just make it an early right. night. Let's go. Because we love hanging out with them. But at the same time, well, we need some time just to be together and connected. So that's how we do it. Good that's for you. good. That's, that's really good. good. You know, when Gotta it was time it. for my husband and I to leave Breckenridge, um, <laughs> I said to him, I don't want to go home. <laughs> don't take <laughs> he me looked back at home. Me, he said, what did you say? I said, I don't want to go home <laughs> because we had enjoyed ourselves so much. As far as the technology is concerned, Donna, when we went to dinner on Friday night, we both left our phones Good in the room. Good for you. That's wonderful. Yes, because mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to hear the ding ding. I didn't want to hear ding or anything like that, you know, because then I would look at it. Yep. But we left them in the room and we really enjoyed ourselves. Mm -hmm. We did. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So that love thing, the the number one tip for for parents, for new uh, for new parents, love that encompasses not just the children, your spouse. Mm -hmm. You've got to love each other. Yes, and I would say to young mothers, because even Donna was alluding to the fact that they miss so much of it because they're wanting it to be over. Right. Um, the, a lot of moms are so exhausted. And the gravity of what it, you mm. know, take the toll it takes on them. They forget to take care of themselves yes. because true. you cannot pour and pour and yes. pour into Come others if you don't sometimes get poured into too That's or right. consistently. That's so right. a lot of times when I hear moms saying, oh, you know, I can't wait till they're older. I just hear exhaustion and need for relief. Yes. Right. Yes. But like they won't do it. I know. They won't they do must. it. <laughs> they must. Yes. Yeah. Well, what does the Bible say about that? Think about it. The two greatest commandments to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, spirit and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to first love self before you can love neighbor. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, and, and I know I, I'm not medical in any way, but why do you think so many women have a problem with postpartum depression? Mm. The lack of self-care absolutely plays a role. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're running around trying they're to sleepless. take care, always thinking about the baby. Always, and then when the baby comes out, okay, I got to do this for the baby. I got to do that for the baby. Well, baby, what about you? That's right. I yeah. think there's the issue of loving yourself, but I think there's also the issue of, of losing yourself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all good of point. the work That's and all right the there. effort. So even when couples get away and it's the two of them, you get to experience yourself a little bit more. Yes. Than, right. And yes. women, especially yeah. mothers, get smothered through uh, just pouring out their hearts to their kids and yes. self-care and it kind of yeah. goes out the window. It's like, who am I all of a sudden? This mother that has no life That's in, right. in a, separately, you know, from the kids in a way. That's good. Yeah. I've seen that destroy older relationships too right just because you've spent so much time dedicating to the kids it's always soccer practice or school or mm -hmm. school supplies or whatever it is just always something 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 for the kids and then the kids get up and move go to college or whatever right. and suddenly you're stuck with this person who you don't even know anymore that's because right. you spent so much time ignoring them that's right and then i've seen it ha you know and then you get older and then suddenly now you have to spend time together with this person yes but, and, th and that's another thing that my wife and i do is we're always talking about that coming up you know let's make sure that we're doing this together this all happened because we loved each other yes right so let's keep that let's like keep hold on to that 
idea that we loved each other in the beginning. That's good right there. And I, I, I like that. Hey, guys, we got a couple of minutes left before the end of the show. Hmm. And um, will you tell people, um, Leslie and Doug, how they can get in touch with you for counseling services? Sure. Our website is authenticandtrue.com. And there's tons of free resources on there and the way to connect to us as well. Amen. Thank you so much. And Donna, Jericho Girls, girl, how, do, how do we get in touch with you? We're going to talk about your... Yeah, the we're conference talk about is you. coming. Yes, I'm thrilled about that. But Amen. you can go to jerichogirls.org, find out information. We got videos, testimonies, and little clips from the conference. So check it out. All right. Well, praise the Lord and God bless y'all. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life. And thank y'all so much again for tuning in to the good news with Angie Austin and friends. We love you guys. We just want the best for you. And hey, Keep listening because we got some more stuff for you. It's coming, y'all. God bless y'all. We love you with the love of Jesus. Bye-bye. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. ARCthrift.org. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. He ARC special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love ARC. Hello, hello, hello. This is producer Dave. Angie let me sit in the driver's seat today. She's a little under the weather, so please send your prayers and your thoughts. So hopefully she'll be feeling better soon and she'll be back in action. Um, but I made this... I scheduled this interview with this very impressive author, Toni Erickson. She's written a new book called Keeping Romance Alive After Children Alive. Keeping Romance Alive After Children Arrive. And that's a very important topic for a lot of us. We tend to kind of focus more on the kids. We tend to forget about each other and, and each other's needs in a, in a marriage. And then suddenly when the kids grow up, then you're empty nesters and you don't know what to do because you haven't spent any time together for so long. So that doesn't happen to everybody, but it is an important topic. And uh, Tony's here and we're going to be talking about where her book came from, where the idea came from, and why this is so important to you. He Hello, how are you today? Oh, fine, David. I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry Angie isn't here, but Yeah, it's that's okay. okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I'll tell her you said hi, so hopefully Thank she'll hear you. this too. Um, so let's just tell us tell us a little bit of background of you, of you, where you got this idea, you know, why is it that anyone should listen to you? Well, great. I was uh, married for 15 years and had four wonderful children. And when they were five, seven, 10, and 13, my husband said that he 
wanted to, he was more attracted to the person across the street. And so we ended up divorced. I was very unhappy and it was a sad time for the kids. But I grew a lot in those years and went back to graduate school, got my master's in social work. And I've been a psychotherapist for 30 years, more than that, and a custody evaluator, a mediator, and uh, also taught divorce classes. So I'm, I'm very familiar with what divorce is like. And I guess the main thrust of my desire to do this book is to help prevent divorce. Because after, as you said, you practically said my whole thing, <laughs> that when, when you have a child and when you have a new baby, it takes a lot of energy and stress between the couples and sometimes they drift apart and I saw so many of that uh, so much of that in my therapy practice that you know people didn't even recognize it until years later that that's where the trouble started it's almost too late at that time sometimes sometimes, sometimes. which is unfortunate we, we we talk a lot about avoiding divorce uh, yes. we have we've had over the years we've had several different counselors and marriage counselors on um, uh, Robbie uh, Yopes and she she always would make sure everyone when they came to her no divorce for at least a year like close that hatch <laughs> um, we have a, a couple of other counselors Leslie and Doug Gustafson they are amazing they focus a lot on this intimacy issue which is not the most comfortable issue to talk about however it is very very important to us that it it can help prevent something like Drifting eyes, drifting hearts, stuff like that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. The interesting thing I found in my research is that over 67% of married couples consider divorce within the first three years after their baby is born. And that's amazing. It's just that's it's a, overwhelming. That's a huge number. That's surprising. It is. And then 40% of couples with kids do divorce. So that's that's amazing too I didn't know those statistics were so high so another good reason for helping people in that that uh, time of life sure sure and then I mean communication is just so key and I've speaking from personal experience I have a two and a four-year-old oh they're and so cute yeah they really are <laughs> they're amazing um, I, I talk about them often on the show here and yeah. and I mean they are the light of my life absolutely however they wouldn't even be anything if it weren't for the love that I had of, for my wife in the Absolutely. first place and my wife and I talk about that often and we have to focus on it and sometimes it's like a chore just because you don't want to have to deal with it however it is important and I guess we don't really realize how many people don't do this that's true you know a lot of moms get so wrapped up in their children that they sort of ignore dads and dads are so important I'm so glad that you have a good relationship with yours and also with your wife because it, it's overwhelming in the beginning you know when you first have a baby you're so tired and and there's so much to do and the, the child wakes up and maybe has colic um, some kids are really good but most of the time you don't get a lot of sleep Dad still has to go to work, and you know, it's just a problem. And then mom's hormones go wacko, absolutely wacko, both before the baby comes and for a while after. And then if those romantic uh, intimacy needs aren't met then, and, and they're not paying attention to one another, then they just start to drift apart. And that can continue because then dads say, oh, well, I'm not important, so why bother? And, you know, they just go their separate ways. And they can live together and be okay, but it's not it's not a really good relationship. 
So um, in the book, you talk about all these things, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you probably talk about solutions to these. A, a lot of solutions. Could you give us some examples of ways that you can overcome um, the challenges of the changing hormones, the challenges of the demands of the baby, the challenges of just pretty much everyday marriage? <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, when the baby first comes, I think one of the things that I do in the book is to explain what to expect. There are a lot of books written about pregnancy and and how to take care of the baby and what to do and that sort of thing, but there are very few about how to nurture the relationship. And so that's what the whole book is about, is explaining what is likely to happen and then solutions. So there's con uh, communication skills, there's uh, finding one another's needs, like the five love languages, I've expanded that a little bit, but you know, what are those special needs that, that your partner needs and wants? And if you provide those, then your partner's gonna be happier. And, um, and I talk a lot about moms who are disinterested in the um, physical aspect of marriage and that they need to, they need to buck up, not out of obligation, <laughs> really, but out of love. And if that love is there and it's there's commitment, then there are so many things that you can do. Sure, so. sure. And I know that for men versus women, just biologically, there's different needs oh, yeah, there, so physical different. to me. And, and they come from different places, you know, emotional places, different right. physical places, different, mm -hmm. um, you know, thought processes and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, I know for a lot of women it's almost easy for them to just forget about that side right. uh, i mean not that it's not like that for men too but it just seems like more on one side than the other Definitely. so sometimes it is kind of a sacrifice going through and just kind of going through those motions just to keep that stuff all uh you know intimate and close and make sure that you're still paying attention to each other right Yes, but if if there's that deep love there, then you start not doing it out of obligation, but just because you care about that person and you want to meet each other's needs. I mean, it isn't all about sex. Um, well, intimacy, intimacy is not necessarily so much just more sex. More than yeah. that, absolutely, yeah. and and uh, you know, so is romance. <laughs> sure, sure, and just being there together and talking and right. One of my favorite times is uh, at night when it's finally quiet. We just kind of lay and kind of giggle and talk about in bed right. sometimes it's about nothing sometimes it's about bills sometimes it's about important issues i don't know some is i think it's really important well i love that uh, so many people don't talk together really they don't they they just go their separate ways maybe they have five minutes where they really communicate that's why i say dating is not an option <laughs> you really need to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with your sweetheart and go out i i recommend once a week but i mean it can be at home you can throw a blanket on the floor and watch a movie or listen to music or dance after the kids are in bed you don't have to spend a lot of money on dates right right <laughs> so let's talk about some of the other things we might learn in the book um perhaps some of the goals that you would hope to achieve through reading the book again it's uh, providing information to people and giving them tools and skills. Uh, the information, by that I mean uh, knowing what to expect and what's possible, some of the ups and downs, 
as we said, this isn't true for everybody that they're they're not happy after having a baby. For heaven's sakes, my kids have all just been joyful and their relationships have been great. But there are so many who who don't have that, and uh, so there are a lot of tools and skills. Um, can I give you one? I have one that like uh, at the scale of one to a hundred. Uh, if we have a hundred dollars of energy in a day. And a $100 expenditure might be that somebody died or somebody has a terminal illness. And a $1 problem might be that they left the socks on the floor. Well, there's that whole realm in between. And, and it's up to the couples to decide what is, you know, how much value there is. But the problem is that somebody gives $75 worth of their energy. In other words, they're upset, they're angry, they make a big deal of maybe a $1 or $5 problem. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, it just helps people to prioritize what is really important. Let's pick our battles, so to speak. Sure. I feel like somebody making a $75 problem out of a $1 problem would be there's got to be so much more involved in that than oh, just yeah. the $1 problem. Yeah. Things have built up, built up, built up. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, things can build up and escalate. And people can do the $1 problem over and over and over and over. Yeah, and yeah, and suddenly it's but, 100 times. But nevertheless, I mean, if you're spending that much time and energy on being angry, there's something. You, you, there, <laughs> there's other interventions that need to happen. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, outside of, let's say, more than just talking communication you know improving communication but less than getting full-scale marital counseling are there other steps that couples can take that may be experiencing this that they can take that could maybe make both parties more comfortable and both parties more apt let's say they're not the best communicators but both open to communicating do you have any tools like that in, in the book well I would say one one person can influence a relationship a lot let's say that they're disparate, they're, they're distanced. And I've had this happen so many times, not only in my own life, but with clients. And I just tell them, you know, start being kinder, start validating your husband or wife, whichever it might be. Start um, giving some of the things that are important to that person and watch what happens. This is a theory out of brief therapy, but it, it really does work. One person can do a lot because if they change their attitudes and their behaviors, the other person may respond and then they'll find that they uh, begin to meet that person it's, halfway. It's so curious to me that you're saying that because uh, that's a lot of approach how I how I approach parenting yeah. itself is, you know, sometimes you're throwing a temper tantrum. Sometimes you, you want to scream and say, you know, I want I you know. to do this. But then as long as I like take a deep breath and calm a bit, calm down, the kids pick up on that. And they, you know, and I guess you still keep doing that in a relationship rather than just in a parent child relationship, oh, but in a husband wife relationship. Absolutely. When somebody gets angry, if you really think about it, the child or the spouse thinks, boy, is he a banshee, you know, or she's a yeah. banshee. And they don't look at their own behavior. So if you want a child or a spouse to take responsibility, you be kind about it. And you you approach it in a, a decent, nice way. And then they have to say, oh, dear, I did something. But if you get grouchy and angry and yell, <laughs> nothing is solved that way. Yeah, right. People shut down. It's like... like uh, trying to rationalize something with a drunk you just can't 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, you need you need kind of a give and take. Um, but oh, for anyone who's just tuning in, this is producer Dave in the driver's seat for Angie Austin. This is the good news with Angie Austin and friends. And I'm here today talking with Tony Erickson, the author of Keeping Romance Alive After Children Arrive. I have a hard time saying that for some reason. <laughs> Alive and Arrive. Um, but it's all about how you can keep intimacy, not necessarily just sex, although including sex, um, how to keep intimacy alive in a relationship after the demands of children and, you know, particularly very young children after they come and they change your whole life and how to keep that alive and just tips and ways to do it and how to keep stay happy and avoid divorce mostly, right? Absolutely. Can I just talk about romance for a minute? Absolutely. I, I just think if there's if there's enough love and and commitment in a relationship, then romance is just the frosting on the cake. It's those kind of colorful, unexpected, unanticipated sweet, kind, loving things that you do for one another. You know, I can love my kids, I can love my sister, but it's not the same as as having those romantic moments. I'll give you an example. My husband and I came running out when I was going to work, and the snow all over the car, and he just took the white the the you know the thing yeah, and, the scraper. and the scraper and scraped my window. And he had his shirt sleeves and sandals on, and then he ran back in and got my gloves. I mean, just little things like that, and putting a heating pad on my feet in the winter when it's cold. You know, those little, little things, things are romantic. They really do they add really up. Are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like to bring flowers to my wife at work. Flowers, yeah. Um, she really likes that and just little things like that. And it's funny, last time I did it, one of the girls she works with said, oh, what did you do wrong? And I said, no, nothing. I didn't. <laughs> Hopefully nothing. I don't know. You're a romantic, David. <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> and putting notes under the bed, under the pillow, or in the suitcase, or the briefcase. Yeah, just little things like sure. that. Sure. <laughs> well, we, we only have a few more minutes, but I want to okay. talk about, this is kind of something that touches close to my heart, too. But um, it's a story from the book about a dad who's very loving, very doting, kind of doing the kind of things that we were just talking about but that the wife his wife had to kind of battle through her own self-image and that it was really poor she doesn't feel pretty even though he sees the beautiful woman that he's in love with she doesn't feel how do you overcome that and how how can you are there any ways that you can help get past that and help her feel pretty again i guess yeah it's it's when we have our stomachs bulging out or we're you know our <laughs> tops are droopy or whatever we don't feel so attractive but i think first of all that women need to take care of themselves they need to spend time nurturing themselves and doing things for themselves and if necessary even getting some counseling for self-esteem but then uh, a, a husband or whichever way it goes can do a lot by validating and affirming that person and finding out what their special need is is it spending time together is it affection whatever it is then that can build up a self-esteem a great deal sure that's a great tip okay um okay and now uh we only have another minute left but let's go with where we can find the book how we can find you for counseling purposes or anything yes. else and how how we can and the type of things that you really want somebody to take away from this book well, I I just want them to take away that they can be happy, that there's hope that they can read some of these things and benefit 
and make a happier life for themselves and for their families because happy couples create happy families and that creates that better world. Um, again, I'm Tony Erickson, T-O-N-I dot E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N at AOL.com is my um, email, Tony.Erickson at AOL.com. And the book is on Amazon and it's also as a soft book and as a an ebook. So, oh, nice. Okay, yeah. that's great. So, Amazon.com, Keeping Romance Alive After Children Arrive by Tony Erickson. Everybody, if you're struggling with this at all, even if you're not, I, I'm, it's helping me just read through it just because, I mean, and not that I want to brag, but I feel like I have a really great relationship and I love being in the relationship that I have and I want everyone to be able to share in this joy with me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on today, Tony. Everybody, remember Tony Erickson. Tony.Erickson at AOL.com and, and find her book on Amazon. Thanks again, Tony. Thank you. Hey, it's Angie. All right, a great, beautiful fall getaway. The elk, the colors, parties, kids' activities, and it's reasonably priced where... YMCA, the Rockies, uh, Snow Mountain Ranch, and also the Estes Park location. Uh, they've got some fall activities going on. There's going to be a Halloween party on October 28th if you want to plan ahead. It's reasonable. Some of my kids' favorites, there is the zip lining. There is the craft shop. They love the roller skating. There is rock climbing, uh, putt-putt, uh, tennis. Uh, we spent our family reunion up there this summer, and it was mind-blowingly fun. And again, it's reasonable. That's why we go several times a year. YMCAtherockies.org. Sometimes my kids even cry when we leave because they're like, we're leaving our place. I'm like, it's our place still. We'll be back. We'll be back. YMCA therockies.org. You won't regret it. It's great to see the elk this time of year. So cool. Angie Austin here along with Dr. Joe Arve. If you want to live longer, feel better, have more energy, sleep better. I, hey, Dr. Joe's your guy then. Hey, Dr. Joe. Hey, Miss Angie. How are you today? I'm doing well. So what are you teaching us these days? Oh, by the way, I ate sugar the other day. And you know how infrequent that is, right? So I woke up the next morning. I'm not kidding you because I eat so well now. My eyes were so puffy. That's when my son goes, your eyes are puffy. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean really puffy. I'm like, really, really puffy. I'm like, I got it already. I got my eyes are bright. No, they are puffy. So anyway, apparently they were extremely puffy. Yeah, so I just want to let you know Being that I'm, assu- I'm assuming since that doesn't happen that, you know, like that very often that maybe that brief change in diet was like letting. I think when you eat, start to eat well, your body really reacts quickly when you put trash in it. Well, you know, our bodies are made to be like temples. And, you know, I always go back to the old fishbowl. If you had a fish and you poured Diet Coke in, into, the, into the water, guess what? Those, those eyes on that fish should be puffy the next day. Right. Or if you, you know, put sugar in there, definitely when you put something into your environment that doesn't belong, your body has no choice to react. The problem is you're not going to like the reaction. So wait, your body's a temple and mine's a fishbowl? Where are we going here? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm teasing so, you. Our bodies are temples. <laughs> but that, that's a little fishy joke, though. That's kind of fishy. <laughs> All right. So what, I know cancer is a big topic. Can I prevention, right? Yeah, yeah, cancer prevention. And, you know, that's kind of like life insurance. It really doesn't pay until you're dead. And so what is cancer prevention? Well, obviously it's not working because right now, statistically, the the U.S., the American Cancer Society has projected that one in three women, one in two men 
will be diagnosed with cancer sometime in our lifetime. But yet I look around and I see more vitamin stores going up. I see more health clubs going up. I see more Walgreens, more hospitals being built. So, you know, the, the, I see more of a potential opportunity for us to be healthy, but yet as statistically as a nation, as individuals, our families, our, our bodies, our minds aren't, uh, aren't going the right direction. And so when it comes to cancer prevention, or any other kind of prevention, it's like how can I get my body to be healthy so that it doesn't make a disease process? Because our body, you either have two choices. You're either making health and preventing sickness and disease, or you're making disease. And therefore, you're not preventing it. And the number one thing we do wrong is we, we dictate that process based on how we feel. And so uh, we're going to be doing an event on October 28th all about cancer, winning the war against cancer, the cancer battle plan, on what can you do as an individual to take responsibility for your own health, your own life? What is your blood working to look like? I love that. How do we find it? How do we find the info? Well, it's coming. It's coming. Basically, you do is just go to our website and go to our Facebook page, especially uh, Spine Geek, and you can find it there. We're ramping it up now. But just save the date right now. You know how everybody now sends out these cute little cards. Save the date. Yeah. We'll save the date for October 28th, uh, Saturday afternoon, at, loca- at location. Because we're going to have over 300 people there. So we've got to find a bigger location than our office. But it's going to rock. And it's going to be fun because we're going to give people the tools that they need to get their body healthy and win the war against cancer in their life and lose weight, be healthy, and look great. So it's going to be fun. All right. So in terms of, uh, you know, some of the things you teach, I have to say I've, you know, gone to many of the events, and I learn something new every time. I always say that. So I put a little bit more, a little bit more in my life, a little bit more. Uh, so what are the, what's the basic gist of what we're going to uh, learn? How to eat the healthy fats, how much exercise we need, which for your program can be as little as like 12 minutes a day. But it's, you know, intense 12 minutes, but you uh, vary it according to your ability. Because I've taken your class with old people, young people, heavy people, slim people. Uh, so what else right. do we learn? You know, you're going to learn the five keys to literally creating a healthy body, a healthy mind, a, a, in, in winning the war against cancer. So first of all, your thought life. You got to take those thought captives. You have to understand that you are a physical, spiritual, and emotional being. Number two, you got to understand your nerve system, your spine. If your spine is stiff, if you're in a sit-down job, if you're not up moving around on a regular basis, and your spine is getting stiffer and stiffer each year, that's the number one sign of a lot of disease to grow in your body. Oh, number three All is right. food, obviously. But what food actually can help your body make health and beat cancer? What okay. food? can actually cause your body, I'm sorry, to beat cancer, yes, but make cancer. And lastly? And, it's, it's, and, and there's two more. It's actually uh, exercise, how the fitter you are, okay. the better you're at getting, not getting cancer. And lastly is poisons, pollution, toxins that are getting into your body, getting into your mind, getting into your cells, destroying your immune system, and how to avoid those. Excellent. So five keys. Dr. Joe Arve, your number again? 303-349-349. 6011 again 303-349-6011 or just google spine geek you can find me on facebook or our website excellent thanks dr joe bless you guys bye-bye thanks for listening to the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com